I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also join me for my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, you can also check out HeidiHarris.com, where my books are up there, blog posts, obviously podcast archives, and there's a link to listen live to the show from anywhere at HeidiHarris.com. On today's podcast, I'm joined by John Justice of Twin Cities Talk in Minneapolis. He's a radio host in the morning, and I've had him coming on my show a couple of times a week to give us updates on the Derek Chauvin trial. As you know, it's fascinating, and this police officer has been accused of murder in the death of George Floyd. Which degree of murder the jury will decide on, we don't know. Will the jury exonerate him completely? We don't know. At this point, only the prosecution is presenting their case, so it looks very one-sided, but it's always great to check in with John Justice and get the perspective from the ground in Minneapolis. Here's that conversation on my live show this week. You think it. She says it. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Well, the Derek Chauvin trial continues in Minneapolis. I realize it's the prosecution presenting their case. I get it. But honestly, it looks pretty one-sided at this point, as it should, I guess, if you're the prosecutor. And you don't see anybody in law enforcement defending him. Maybe they've got some people who will when the defense gets a chance. But so far, it's looking pretty bad for Derek Chauvin. Joining us on the KMZQ Live Line, John Justice, morning host at Twin Cities Talk in Minneapolis. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again. Good. Good to have you. So now what's the latest? What are people saying in Minneapolis? I'm trying to watch as much as I can, but of course, like you, I can't watch every minute because we're working. Um, so what's the uh, overall feeling here there in Minneapolis? Well, you know, here uh, it seems to be that the defense is holding its own so far. And I think a lot of this is coming down to the fact that as we get further into this trial, we're starting to get into the nuts and bolts. And we're really starting to get into what a lot of people, including myself, believe that it's, that it's going to be. It's going to come down to the medical testimony on both sides. And a lot of that we just haven't seen. We haven't seen yet. You know, the prosecution did a very good job in the opening week and uh, the first part of this week in laying the groundwork, you know, and certainly presenting their case in a, in a very compelling way. And the video footage from all the different angles certainly was that. Um, but when you, you know, at least in my opinion, when you take in totality the 14 attorneys on the prosecution and basically, you know, the one man of Eric Nelson on the defense <laughs> right now, yeah. um, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's, he's been holding his own. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't a very good day for the prosecution yesterday. And again, I think this is getting, when I say it wasn't very good, um, I, I don't mean that I still don't believe that Derek Chauvin doesn't have an uphill battle ahead. I believe he does. But just taking in totality of everything, um, the defense has started to hold its own, again, as we get into more of the details, especially, and if you want, if we, if you want to get into it, this uh, pill that was found on a second search of the, um, of the vehicle, of the, of the squad car that, uh, that, uh, uh, that George Floyd was placed into before he was placed on the ground. Let's talk about that, because they, they tried to get him in the squad car, and they tried to push him in one end, and he was getting out the other end, and it was almost comical there for a minute had you know things not turned out like they did. Talk about that pill, because I, I did not see that testimony. So I'll, I'll, try to do the, I'll try to do the short version. We had the charges levied against Eric Chauvin um, fairly quickly 
for all intents and purposes, after the death of George Floyd. It was some, I believe, and I, I could be wrong here by a week or two, but I believe it was some seven weeks later that a second search of the car that, that uh, George Floyd was placed into before he was asked to be placed on the ground, which led to yeah, because they, they let me back up a second. We're speaking with John Justice from Minneapolis radio host. They did they did immediately uh, impound that car at the day right, of. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they did an initial search of the car. They did a second search after the charges were filed, and that's where they ended up finding a pill um, that had George Floyd's DNA on it. And the testimony yesterday um, of one of the it was Steiger. Who was uh, who was who was one of the witnesses talking about the use of force? Um, he was questioned by the defense uh, over whether or not he could understand what was on the body cam footage of George Floyd allegedly saying, um, "I ate those drugs." It's very hard to hear, and I think it's kind of a confirmation bias, depending on how you feel about the case, right? One sure. thing or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was a defense poking holes in what the prosecution is laying out as they try to convince the jury that, in their view, George Floyd died of a drug overdose and not because Derek Chauvin had his had his knee on his back or his neck. Yeah, and interestingly, we're speaking with John Justice, radio host at Twin Cities Talk in Minneapolis. You know, they don't have to prove that this didn't happen. All they have to do is sow doubt in the minds of the jury. That's all they have to do. So back up a second. What kind of pill was it? Do we know? Did he, like, try to shove a bunch of pills in his mouth right before the cops got there? Do we know? I mean, what what are you that, talking about? Well, and so so you have, you know, the toxicology, the, the pill issue could be a bit of a moot point because the toxicology report, as we know, will show that he had those trace amounts of fentanyl and methamphetamines in his system. Right. And I believe that's what the pill may have been. I don't have it exactly what the pill was. It was it was an illicit drug. Um, so it may not make a big deal over... It, it may not have that big of an impact overall, but what it does is it begins to, it begins to point to what the defense is saying could be shoddy work done by the prosecution. Why did it take a second search after the charges were already levied against against Derek Chauvin for them to go and find this this pill. Does that speak to the totality of the best investigation um, that's been done so far? And right, because you can you can so doubt in the minds of the jury that hang on, if they screwed up on this, if they weren't thorough on this, what else did they miss? Right. And something that we spoke about I believe earlier this week when I was on and and I, I made a comment of and it seems to be that other people are seeing the same thing. This point of diminishing return of the prosecution going and bringing in all these different witnesses that essentially keep saying the same thing. This use of force witness yesterday, Steiger, who I believe was with LAPD, like this was the first time that he had ever testified in a trial ever. And there were a lot of observers looking at this thinking this was overkill. He was not a very credible witness to the use of force. And a lot of people looked at it and, and they're saying that it, it had the potential to sort of undermine the prosecution. Like, why are you bringing this guy on when you've kind of, you know, you've put out your argument already. You've brought on some, some credible witnesses to the use of force. Why are you bringing this guy on? It's overkill and he's not very good. 
Right. How much can you beat a dead horse? Eventually, I think the, the jury exactly. may go, "Okay, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got it." This didn't. Uh, this was wasn't part part of the use of force continuum and all those kinds of things that are taught in various departments. We've got all that, but it really comes down to. We're speaking with John Justice, a radio host of Twin Cities Talk in Minneapolis. It really comes down ultimately to whether or not George Floyd died as a result of the drugs or as a result of what Derek Chauvin did. Because listen, what Derek Chauvin did, as far as I'm concerned, was reprehensible. He showed zero regard for the man. I believe he killed him, but I'm not there in the jury, so I, I don't. I believe that had Derek Chauvin not done that, George Floyd wouldn't have died. But they've got to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that because Der- Derek Chauvin's not being charged with being a jerk, he's not being charged with right. not caring. He's being charged with various degrees of murder. That's a separate issue. Right. No, and you're 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 absolutely correct. And I unfortunately I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. Right. And I think a lot of people are like you and like me in terms of the view of what Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd. Um, but I want to see how this plays out based on the charges. I'm not on the jury. You're not on the jury. And, and you know, having covered these before, as you have as well, you know, I, I you know my view has always been, look, unless you're a part of the jury and you're in there right. for every little bit of the testimony, exactly. you know, we're just observers on the outside commenting on what it is that we're seeing. And, and speculating on what we think is going to go down. It's going to be up to those jurors to decide if the charges match, you know, what the prosecution is putting forward. Yeah. And, again, going back to your initial question, I think a lot of people this week have been very surprised that the defense seems to be holding its own as we get into, you know, really begin to boil down here what exactly happened. And the medical examiner testimony is is going to be where I think a lot of, a lot of this is going to come to a head. And we're speaking with John Justice from Twin Cities Talk in Minneapolis about the Derek Chauvin trial. Now, there were two autopsies done, correct? There was one done with, the, with by the police department or the coroner there, and then the, didn't the family have another one done, a private one, that they weren't going to admit or something? Tell me about that. Right. So the, 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 the one that the family had uh, had administered will not, be, uh, will not be part of the testimony in court. Um, so it will, it will just be the, the Hennepin County Medical Examiner. Um, that, that will be the one that will be admitted. And uh, in terms of timeline, what we're kind of gathering is that the defense has to present to Judge Cahill what his, what, his, what his line of defense is going to be when he presents his side. So that takes place, I believe, either today or tomorrow. We are speculating that the defense could begin to present their case as early as Tuesday. Wow. They, they could give this to the jury as early as next Friday. From okay. what we're, from what some some court observers and the people that we have that are in the courtroom every day that call into our show have been telling us. So, yeah. um, and this is kind of what we expected. The prosecution was going to be spending a lot more time, had a lot more witnesses. Uh, the defense does not have nearly as many witnesses, and I think they believe that they've got a solid enough argument to again sow those seeds of doubt. Because as you mentioned, that's all they have to. Right, that's all they have. Yeah, we've got to remind everybody, I think most people know this, but just in case, it's not the defense attorney's job to prove anything other than to sow doubt in the minds of the jurors. And once again, want to reiterate, and I would imagine this is part of what the judge will instruct the jury on, Derek Chauvin is not on trial for being an uncaring jerk. That's not what he's being charged with. He may be, he lost his job, all that, okay, that's a separate issue. But did he kill George Floyd, that's the issue. I think so, but like you said, I'm not on the jury. But, you know, that's that's the important issue. And the people have to be able to separate whether they think he was a good cop or whether he think he, he was too rough with George Floyd versus whether or not he his actions actually killed him. That's It's got to be real tough for people to, to be able to separate those two. 
Well, and most people, and I, I won't say most, let me rephrase that. A, a lot of people haven't, you know, and a, and a lot of people don't understand that. And as I mentioned, I, I'm very much of the opinion that, that the prosecution really did try to, in that first week, establish that they want the jury to hold him accountable um, for for not just the death of George Floyd, but everything that's happened because right. of that as well. They didn't say it directly, but... You know, that did seem to be a lot of what the, the witness testimony um, had, had laid out. And the one thing I, I, I will say, uh, Heidi, when the jury gets this, you know, we don't know how long it'll take them to deliberate. We are all going to be keeping a very close eye to see what sort of movement outside of the trial we see. Because we already had our, our own Minneapolis City Council in the middle of jury selection announce that they were going to be uh, they announced a settlement with George Floyd's family, which a lot of people felt was an attempt to try to influence the jury pool. So it'll be interesting to see what happens outside of the trial once the jury gets this in their hands. Yeah. Now, if they don't convict, I can't imagine that. But once again, like you, you and I said, we're not in there. We're not in the jury. I can't imagine that he gets off the hook completely other than losing his job and everything. If he's not convicted of anything, I mean, your town's going to burn, buddy. There are people saying that. There were there were there are there are activists. As of yesterday, you know, on TikTok and a part of Black Lives Matter locally, who have like fifty thousand followers, who were uh, who were posting videos saying, if he is not convicted, we're gonna, that, you know, the city's gonna burn. People are saying that. So yeah, there's, you know, this we're not on edge just yet because we still have the, you know, another week at least of the trial to go. But no, no I mean, we're all gonna be very much on edge, uh, regardless of what the outcome of this trial is, which is very. Incredibly unfortunate. Yes, it is. John Justice, Twin Cities News Talk in Minneapolis. Thank you, buddy, for agreeing to come on twice a week and keep us updated on the Derek Chauvin trial. It's fascinating to me, that's for sure. Well, I'll talk to you again next week. I'll tell you what, Minneapolis is going to burn if this guy's not convicted. Personally, I think he killed George Floyd. That's the way I see it, but I'm not on the jury. So we will keep in touch with John Justice and keep watching this whenever we can fascinating situation. Don't forget to join me weekdays, 9 to noon, for my live radio show in Las Vegas. You can also find me at Heidi Harris Show, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and you can get these podcasts anywhere you get podcasts, Heidi Harris Show. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.